Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. A father was passing by his son's bedroom and was astonished as he saw his bed nicely made, but on the bed and the pillow there was an envelope propped up that simply said, Dad. With trembling hands and with great trepidation, he opened the letter and read these words. Dear Dad, it is with great regret and sorrow that I'm writing to you. I had to elope with my new girlfriend because I wanted to avoid a scene with mom and you. I found true love with her. She is so nice. But I knew you would not approve of her because of her rough background and because she's so much older than I am. She says we'll be very happy. She owns a place in the woods, has a stack of firewood for the winter even. Don't worry, Dad. I'm 15, and I know how to take care of myself. Someday, I'm sure we'll be back to visit so you can get to know your many grandchildren. Love your son, Joshua. And then he read, P.S. Dad, none of the above is true. I'm over at Jason's house. I just wanted to remind you that there are worse things in life than the school report card that's on the kitchen table. (laughs) Call when it's good for me to come home. (laughs) You're like me. When I read that letter, my heart broke. And then I read the end. I want to remind us all today that no matter where we are in life and what situation we're in, it could always be worse. Some of us are in trying times, hard times. It's pretty bad, but it could be worse. We also need to be reminded that a lot of times it's normally better than we think it is. Humanly speaking, we tend to look at the negative and dwell on it far more than the positive or the prospect of the fact that God is with us, God is working on our behalf, God is teaching us, deepening, deepening and developing our faith. And we also need to be reminded today that no matter wherever we are and whatever we're facing in life, by grace from God in heaven, we can keep going. It's always too soon to quit. God wants us to rise up in faith and trust him. And to be reminded today that there are some things in life that only God can deal with. Only God can settle. Only God can ultimately decide. In our text today, we're going to find that the servant in Isaiah 49 is the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are several names given. I want to read these before we read our scripture He is God's weapon to conquer the enemy and to bring salvation to the nations. He is God's Israel accomplishing what the nation failed to accomplish, namely bringing God's salvation to the Gentiles. He is a light to guide these Gentiles to God. He is the covenant of God, fulfilling all the promises God made to the fathers. The nation's return to the land was a picture of their final return when Messiah 
comes. That's a summary of Isaiah 49. This chapter also pictures how God views us as his children and his servants. With that in mind, let's stand together and let's turn to Isaiah 49. And we're going to read verse 4, Isaiah 49 and verse 4. Let's read it aloud. Isaiah 49 and verse 4. Then I said, now get this, I want to remind you. This is the suffering servant of, of the Lord. This is Jesus Christ speaking. The pre-incarnate picture of our Savior. This is the time of his earthly ministry and journey. And this is the sentiment of his heart. In the eyes of the world, he was an abject failure. He came into his own, and his own received him not. They even chose a criminal. Give us Barabbas. This Jesus, crucify him. He's a defeated man. These are the words of Christ. In his humanity. Then I said, read it with me, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. Thank you. you may be seated. Sometimes in life it truly seems like we're laboring in vain. All of our toil and sacrifice is frowned upon, even scorned, misunderstood, unappreciated. It's in those moments that we must trust our Heavenly Father to render the prop, proper verdict about what we've done for Him and simply leave it there. Because that's what Christ said in my humanity, in the weakness and weariness of my flesh, in all the effort and all the love that I've expended and shown for my Father and for all of these people, it's been rejected by them. It's been scoffed at by them. They don't even understand enough to appreciate who I am and what I'm doing. They're blinded by their pride, their self-will, and their self-righteousness. They've just missed it. And yet in the midst of that, I'm going to rest Upon this reality, surely my judgment, my verdict is with the Lord and my work with my God. God will render the proper verdict in his time about what I've done for him, and I'm just simply going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I will do what he's given me to do from my heart as unto him. It won't always be received. It won't always be valued. It won't always uh, be appreciated. But that's all right. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. With whatever I'm facing in life, I'm going to let the Lord decide. I'm going to let the Lord settle the matter. I'm going to let God prove himself to me and through me. And I want to ask you today, can you say that from your heart to the Lord? 
Do you have a clear conscience before God that, hey, my work is with the Lord. I'm going to trust his say, his verdict in the matter, and I'm going to just leave it there. As best I know, my, my heart is right with God. I know I'm not perfect. I know I have faults. But God knows I'm trying. And sincerely, I want to honor him with my life. I'm willing to humble myself, Lord. I'm willing to be corrected if need be. I, I'm willing to just trust you all the way through. Hold your place here. We're coming back. But just let's turn over to 1 Samuel chapter 24 and be reminded of a verse here. 1 Samuel 24. Remember when David had the opportunity to lift his hand against King Saul, and he did. The Bible says in verse 5, And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him. Wow. I shouldn't have done this. I should have deferred to the Lord, and I should have trusted God in the matter. I should have rested that God is in control and that God is at work, and that God will settle the matter. Verse 12, the Lord judge between me and thee. The Lord give the verdict. And the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. I'll trust God to deal with whatever's between us. And if you're doing wrong by me, which he was, he was tracking him down like it was an animal, I'm going to trust God to deal with that. But I'm not going to lift my hand against the king. I'm just not going to do it. I'll let God deal with his servant, but I'll let God also deal with me, deal with my heart. That my heart might be true, that my heart might be pure, that I might say, Lord, I'm trusting you, and I am going to let you settle all things in my life. Some things can be worked through, some things can be talked through, some things could be counseled through, but some things you come to an impasse and there's just no way forward. What do you do? You truly give it to God and you leave it there. And you do what you know is right to do because God in heaven will decide. God who sees your heart and mine. God who knows the thoughts and the intents of each of us today. God will render the proper verdict. Genesis 18 says, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? He's the ultimate judge. He renders true justice in every matter because he sees your heart and mine. Let's go back. To Isaiah 49. Find your place there. I want you to think about these things. And I want you to follow along. Let God decide. Number one, why? Because he formed you. Verse one, listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. Notice verse 5, And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant. God made you. 
God formed and fashioned your life. God gave you the life that you have and made you the person you are. And as such, he's given you the opportunities that he's ordained for your life in your service and in your devotion before him. God knew who you were and knew what his purpose for your life was before the foundation of the world, before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. God has fashioned you there according to Psalm 139. And you can rest in the fact that God holds you in his hand today. You are formed by God. You've got to understand that your heavenly father is in control of your life. He's with you from the very beginning. Will be with you all the way through your life until the very end. Till the day you leave this world. God formed you. Number two, because God is making you. Verse two, and he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me and made me a polished shaft in his quiver. Hath he hid me. Verse six, and he said, it is is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. God not only formed you, but God is developing you, preparing you. He's making you more into his likeness as his servant. I'm thankful today to know that God's in control. I can rest in him. He has his hand upon my life. He formed me. He's developing and shaping me. He's making me. The Bible says, according to verse 3, that he will be glorified in me. Make a note of that. Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be what? Verse 3, glorified. I want God to be glorified in my life. I want the Lord to be pleased. My life is not my own. I don't belong to myself. I've given myself over to God. God, glorify yourself in my body and in my spirit, which are yours, Lord. I want to please you all the way through. So many times, if we're not careful, we'll get caught up in pleasing everyone else. Turn with me over to Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. I want you to see a verse here. I want you to underline this. Proverbs 29. The Bible says in verse 26, many seek the ruler's favor. There it is. People are always looking for position or advantage from man. But every man's judgment, there it is, cometh from who? The Lord, there it is. God knows what he's doing in your life and mine. Why can't we just commit ourselves to him? Lord, you know the heart. I'm going to seek your favor. I thank you for favor you give me with others, but ultimately I know that my judgment comes from you, Lord. God says he will be glorified in us. He is faithful to us according to verse 7. Number 4 there, make a note of that. Underline the last part of that verse. Because of the Lord that is 
faithful. God is faithful to you and me. God will never leave nor forsake. He will never vary in his commitment, his promise to us. Number five, God is helping and preserving us. That's why we can let him decide. That's why we can trust ourselves unto the Lord. Verse 8 and 9 says, I helped thee, and I will preserve thee in the heart of that verse. God knows where we're at and what we need. I need God's help. And I'm glad that God not only can help me, but God can keep me. God can take care of me. You say, Pastor, why should I let God decide? Why should I let God settle certain things in life? You know, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to force it. I'm going to make this thing. What? Listen, friend, what are we thinking? Jesus said, I am meek and lowly of heart. The most humble man to ever walk this earth in lowliness of mind was our Savior. Isn't that amazing? We're missing this thing of true humility before God and each other. God is helping us. God is preserving us. We should walk humbly before him. We should love mercy. We should do justly. Just do what's right. God will render the proper verdict in his time. God knows the heart of his servant. He is merciful to us even. Number six here, verse 10 and 12 and 13. The latter part of verse 10, for he that hath mercy on them shall lead them. God is a merciful God. Oh, how thankful I am. The last part of verse 13, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Sometimes we feel like we're at the mercy of everyone and everything else. But ultimately, we're the best place we can be when we realize we're at the mercy of an all-merciful God. Hasn't he been merciful to you? This week, his mercies were new, what? Every morning. Why won't we trust him? Why won't we say, Lord, I'm going to come to you. I'm not going to try to strive with people. I'm not going to try to force anything. I'm not going to just get all caught up with all the angst of life. That's where so many people live. And they rob themselves of, of the blessing of God and the joy and the victory that God gives to his servant who said, no matter what I face, I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave my judgment, my verdict with God. And I am going to just trust him to settle it in his time. How many of you understand this theme here because you've lived it in your life? You've had to leave certain things with God. And God somehow came through. Number seven here, because he is making a way according to verse 11. Away. God made a way. Verse 14 through 16, God says, I will never forget you. Others may forget you, but not me. Not me. Verse 16, even I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. I'll never forget you. I'll never forsake you. 
You are with me and I am with you all the way through. I will not put you to shame. Look over chapter 50 here. Isaiah 50, turn over a page. Verse 7, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a what? Flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. There it is. God says, I'm not going to put you to shame. Sometimes we bear reproach because we serve the Lord and do what's right. Sometimes the pressures of life people can't appreciate. What God allows us or calls upon us to carry. To just trust him. Lord help me to bear up under this. And sometimes it's in those moments even like with Job. The Bible says he was as a lamp despised in the eyes of those who were at ease. Those who are not underneath the weight of some proving trial from God, it's easy for them to sit on the sidelines and say, wow, what's going on there? Wow, what's his trouble? He's like a lamp despised. The thought there is that the wick of his life has burned so low, there's nothing left but to put it out. Aren't you glad that God doesn't look at you and me that way? Others write us off. Others forsake. Others don't value. Whatever it may be in life. But the Bible says that a smoking flax will he not quench. Some people in their strength, of their wisdom, of their might, they think, hey, I've got it. And they look at someone who is weakened and weary tried by God underneath a weight that would crush most people. And yet here they are holding on to the promise of God. And you know what those people find? They find that the very God of the promise is holding to them. Isn't that wonderful? I have found that. I've seen that in my life time and again. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, have mercy on me. And God says, I will help you. I will strengthen you. Lean on me all the way through. The Bible says he'll not only not put us to shame, but he will be exalted in our lives in chapter 49, verse 24 through verse 26. God is saying, I'm going to gather you and I'm going to save your children. In fact, the children you're going to have after you've lost the other, you're not going to have room to put them because I'm going to restore you. I'm going to renew you. I'm going to regather you and I'm going to be exalted. The last part of verse 26 says, all flesh shall know that I am or that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. I'm going to be exalted in your life. You know what some of us need to do today in the midst of our trial? We need to just be still, get settled, gather ourselves, get our bearings before God in prayer and know that he will be exalted in our lives. Is that your prayer today? 
Lord, be exalted in my life. I thought of these words this week. If you would follow Jesus, there is a cross you must bear. And if you follow Jesus, there is a crown you will wear. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. We can just give ourselves and our situation to him and let him decide. We can trust him fully to know our hearts when we're honoring and obeying him. And he will take care of whatever or whoever we face in life, whatever challenges and difficulties come our way. God can and will settle it. Let God decide. I read the story of a pastor who called upon a man to pray. And he would always include in his prayer, O Lord, prop us up on the leaning side. So the pastor asked him after a while, why do you pray that? What is your thought there? And he said, well, I was uh, working out in the, in the field one day, and I looked up at my old barn and noticed it was leaning. So I got me some pine posts and beams, and I just kind of got on that leaning side and propped it up. And he said, God used that to remind me that's how he works in our lives. Sometimes we're weary. Sometimes we're about to fall. But God comes along and props us up. God holds us up. God knows where we're at. And we need to pray to the Lord today. When we find ourselves leaning toward old desires or anger or bitterness or hatred in our hearts, uh, perhaps old habits, uh, when we're leaning toward the things of this life, this world, this flesh, we need to remember this old barn and pray out loud like this farmer did. Lord, prop me up on my leaning side. Lord, would you help me? Would you strengthen me? We should seek the favor of God instead of the approval of man. God can hold us up. God can keep us going. God can do for us what no man can. Let him decide. It may take a while, but in God's time, he will settle it. There's a verse in 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1 that says, Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker David was glad he gave Saul to the Lord. The Lord judged between me and thee. And in time, David got stronger and stronger. And Saul got weaker and weaker. God doesn't always settle accounts immediately or overnight. But one day, one day, God will. God will have the final say. You know what this should do for each of us today? It should call us to a place of say, Lord, search my heart. Know my heart. Help me to be right with you. Because if I'm not careful, I'll get caught up in everyone else's heart, trying to know it and what they're doing and why or not. And Lord, I miss what you're trying to do in my Help me to trust you so, Lord, that come what may, I know this, that you will have the final say. 
in all things in my life. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church, located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.